0: Welcome to the Conjured Community Podcast, a podcast about magic and the people who make it. Season 2 of the CC Podcast is dedicated to in-depth analysis of classic magical performances. Each week, join CC curator Alexander Slummer along with co-hosts Aaron Fisher, Adam Grace, and Steve Barcelona as he shares a classic performance from his personal collection. Today on the CC Podcast, please enjoy part 2 of the classic card magic of Leonard Green. You can always follow along on YouTube by clicking the link in the show notes. If you like what you hear, please remember to like, subscribe, and share us with your magical friends. Enjoy the show. hey everybody welcome i'm adam grace i want to welcome you to afternoon astonishment from the conjurer community club the world's best magic club and i'm here with do not fret because we're going to be looking at the magic of leonard green yeah unbelievably so what's up alexander slimmer how are you buddy
1: I'm great. I'm great. I'm uh, very excited. We had a long magic night last night, so it's good to be back into it again today. And actually, we're continuing our look at uh, Leonard Green. Last time, we looked at a couple pieces from him that were a great introduction. We saw a little bit of uh, the FISM act. We saw him deal cards and make them vanish into a laser, right? Today, we're going to look at some more of these uh, presentational pieces that uh, I think are pretty fun to look at. And really, Leonard is one of the great card experts of our time and uh when you see the stuff he's doing there's no one else that handles cards like him there's things that happen that you just can't explain and it's really fun to watch especially if you know something about magic it's almost like it's it's almost tuned right to your attention you know the stuff is really uh really great to watch so let's check out this first one here and we'll get a good taste of what's going on with leonard and then we can we can talk about that on the other side
2: name and a and a color red or black the red or black Red and shuffle. Mix. shuffle, please, please, I forgot. <laughs> red. So here, I deal all the red counts on the table, right? At this moment, many people think, where are the blacks?
1: <laughs>
2: because immediately when the black cards reach the table, they, they change color, right? So, one, two, three, four, five. So, here. Thank you. Uh, some black ones. Here, I think, yeah, the black ones is here. And in this case, some people ask, where are the red ones?
0: Where are the red ones? Yeah,
2: where are the red ones? Yeah, I think yeah, we will check. I think some is here. Yes.
1: Here. Yeah.
2: I think all of them are right. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. thanks. Uh, that, that cut. That cut at the end was really funny. Really good. <laughs> Let's cut to the guy in the audience. Really good. Here, I'll do it again. Really good. That was really good. I mean, it goes without saying. Like, you didn't need to cut to the audience member for us to know that. That was really good. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> know that
0: that was really good, was really right?
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, good. It's really, really astounding. I mean, the, he's using techniques that no one else is really using, and he's using them very effectively to hide everything you need to hide in those moments to create the illusion that he's creating. And it's really, it's really something. When you're in the room and you're watching that happening, it's just like it hits you in the chest. Like, where are they going? How is he doing this? He's literally dealing black cards to the table amongst reds and they're vanishing. or turning into red cards as he's, it's wonderful. Just I wonderful have
0: not thing. seen Alex. Like you don't see a lot of people copy this technique.
1: They can. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what hard. I was
0: thinking. It's too hard. Right.
1: Too hard. You have, it's literally like a whole system that Leonard has created there based on sort of obscure techniques. I mean, I'm, it's interesting to see even one person talk about the the techniques that leonard's talking about because they almost seem like they're lost because they almost seem like they're lost to history but he took them and was able to make them into this whole system that he has and it's that among all these different beautiful controls that he has and ways of shuffling the cards that just seem so fair and honest and it's it's really it's a it's a great lesson right just to see how you could build your own system that's around your gestures the way you handle cards, because when Leonard does all this stuff, it just looks pretty natural. In my opinion, it looks pretty great. You know, it looks like he's just handling cards and it doesn't look like it's a studied action. It doesn't look like he's really precise about things. It's like, he doesn't care. He's just mushing the cards together and then miracles are happening. Right. Really cool.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Exactly right. And this is a, this is a, something we, you know, we tend to really, if we find something like Leonard Green, we're going to show it to you. We want to show it to you because part of our job is to make you new to this, aware of all these different facets of magic and and, and all the people who have spent years to master such techniques. And then you watch them and they look just so easy uh, when they're done. Uh, I was going to say, you know, there was a guy uh, that won America's Got Talent a couple of years ago that used, um, or maybe he just performed on it, but he used a bit of uh, that technique in in one of his performances and it was one of the first times great. i've ever seen anyone do it was it that's eric great. i believe it might have been eric that, that did it but oh, oh america's got talent okay but um I, anyway that's awesome yeah. yeah we'll check it out maybe we'll check it out in a minute but uh let's what else you got what can we what can yeah we watch let's,
1: go, let's just watch the next one here and you get a get another taste of what's going on here and your name is
2: katrina, katrina. yeah uh shuffle, please now, uh, listen, if she, take a, if she take a card now, and I, how many questions? Uh, if she is allowed to answer yes or no, and I will figure out the card, can you guess how many questions I have to ask? Do you understand what I mean? How many questions? Uh, Ah, you're good, Shuffle. Ah, good. I'm impressed. <laughs> what, what is your guess? Four. Four. More? The first question is red black. You always split it in half. Clubs, spades or so. Actually, six. Six questions. Good. So now we will take any card and shoot for the camera and put it back. And all of you have seen it, right? You can shuffle oh, again. Remember it. We, I will try to do it in, in uh, five questions. It's not so impressive, but you can lie, or you can tell the truth any time, if you wish. <laughs> and you check the number of groups. And cat again and now it shuffled really thoroughly once it face up so everybody see you shuffle five question and you check count the number perfect so I think um, it's it's a regular pack Right, and you have really chocolate, right? So this is my, uh, we can say, control card, an out if I miss. Understand? Five questions. Uh, I go through the pack like this, and I say, I think your card is um, a club. You can lie and tell the truth. Yeah. Yes? And I think it's an um, even number. Yes. Yeah. Yes? How many questions was that? Two. No, three, because I asked how many questions. That's a question.
1: <laughs>
2: you agree? Yeah. You agree was also a question. So now we have four. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you have seen your card yet. But you're yet. But you shuffled really thoroughly, right? yeah it was five so now you are I'm not allowed to to, to uh, answer uh, to ask you more questions so and you shuffle right so I think that I, I think your card is in this shape. so now you must be honest did you shuffle the uh, deck thoroughly yeah. how did you shuffle <laughs> Here, I make a bet <laughs> that your card is in this heap. And now you must be honest, correct? Right? Isn't this it? Yes?
1: Yeah.
2: What was the card? Is your card in this heap?
1: No.
2: So this is the bet $100 and so on. And what was your card? Uh, four. No? <laughs> 8 o'clock. Yeah, look. Here, 8 o'clock. You <laughs> see?
0: Thank you. Okay,
1: a big hand. Okay.
2: Next week's team, Shankfell, uh, my favorite since last year. A big hand. Hello. Ah, sorry. My insurance card, eight of spades, if I have missed. It's very close, right?
1: Okay. Uh. (laughs) I think he got lost in his own presentation with that control card, but I figured it should have been left in there. And uh, I think that that's just a stellar thing. I mean, I think that that's just a stellar thing. I mean, it seemed a little bit over the top in terms of presentation, but effect-wise... What a great card trick, I think. I think that's really just a cool, cool thing that happens at the end of that thing. And that's really got got to be a smack in the head. It probably would have helped if that spectator was mic'd too. We probably could have heard her reactions a little bit better. Because yes. that was that was definitely weird about that whole presentation, right?
0: Well, Willis, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, for the most part, I can imagine what that effect would have been like and it properly mic'd and all that. I mean, I, I actually... Something really occurred to me, Alex. Like I have not thought about this before, or maybe I have, but it's just been a long time. But the guy, the man, has giant hands. He's got giant hands. Do you do you think like you know how in magic? So at conjurer community, right? We we teach magic, and and we we teach magic. Rants that we hear from a lot of beginners, as they say, uh, you know, my hands are too small to do this slight. And, and oftentimes the answer is no, it's not. Your hands are not too small. Uh, everyone feels that way starting out,
1: right? I, de- I would even argue the opposite point. If your hands are too big, it gets to be difficult. I remember teaching magic to a, a guy who was a, he, he was an NBA player. He played in the NBA for a couple of years. He ended up going and playing in Germany and Japan for a couple of years. And, he uh, came back to America and he got into magic as a hobby and we ended up becoming buddies and I was teaching him how to do some magic and it was bizarre to try to help this man do magic because he was literally like two three feet taller than I am and I'm not a short guy right like he's he's just this giant of a man and when he holds a regular poker sized deck of cards it looks like he's holding a miniature deck of cards and he's trying to figure out like how do I even hold the cards to de- how do I even hold the cards to deal you know what I mean. So I think at a certain point, your hands too big end up becoming a detriment. And I think with Leonard, he's right on the line, right? I think he's using the fact that his hands are so big to hide a lot of stuff. But I think that there's probably some things that he can't do as elegant because his hands are as big as they are, you know, or he chooses not to. So it fits in with that aesthetic of everything sloppy and falling out of his hands. And like, he couldn't possibly be controlling anything, which I think is a pretty great choice, especially for the kind of work he does, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool, pretty fun to watch, and fun to speculate, right? Because that's all you can really do in those cases. It's really fun.
0: <laughs> oh man, he is—he's uh, one of a kind too. That—that that, this idea that you could have somebody shuffle a whole deck of cards and then—and then it—it and then it was really that handling was—it it was really interesting to watch. But I mean, those cards did separate into red, black, right? Those I mean, cards was. It was really interesting to watch, but I mean, those cards did separate into red, black,
1: right? Those I, cards you know. separated into red and black, right? And he yeah. just, he seemed to do very little to get there, right? In the big scheme of things. And if, and, and, crazy, and if you're watching very, this,
0: they weren't, they weren't gaffed cards. That wasn't a trick deck. No,
1: he, he no, dead. you know, that's the funny, What's one of the funny stories about Leonard Crane. He competed in FISM and in FISM, if you do card magic, there's a, you know, there's a rule. You can't use gaffed cards, right? And, uh, and or if you use any gaffes, I think you have to pretty be pretty uh, explicit about it. And Leonard competed in FISM and he fooled all the judges and they disqualified him because they said he's using gaffes. Right. And and Leonard just did his act and was fair and square. And later on, they had to tell him, you know, you actually won because you fooled us. We thought you were using gaffes and you didn't tell us someone else. And that's to me, that's a testament to how awesome Leonard is. <laughs>
0: that's amazing i've heard that story before but can you imagine i mean you, like you were going to win fism and you didn't because the judges accused you of cheating and or, or breaking the rules but you in fact didn't i mean i'm sure that's happened uh, on pen and teller a few times as well that's, that's hilarious okay. do you it's know when hilarious. when did that happen alex do you know was that back in the oh 90s? i
1: don't i i, I want to say it was like early 2000s maybe 99 around that era. era you know so it was it was it was at least like 10 20 years ago that it happened but what a funny thing to have happen to those judges and what a funny thing for Leonard I mean he that's like that's like a feather in your cap if you can tell people that story they thought I was using trick cards because my magic you know fooled them that bad that's that's a great feather in your cap
0: (laughs) it really is Ron Porter one of our uh, favorite CC members just put a comment in here and he said that the judges had come in in here and he said that the judges at FISM gave Mullica, Tom Mullica, third in
1: comedy because the judge
0: thought that he actually swallowed the cigarettes. <laughs>
1: Again, a feather in your cap. You fooled them that bad that they think you're actually doing that. That's really wonderful. That's really wonderful. <laughs> really well,
0: wonderful. You know, on a side note, I mean, I, I'll have to say, when I was watching Mullica as a kid, I was pretty sure he was swallowing those cigarettes too. W- what other way could it have been done?
1: Right, right, right. It took it took a long time to figure that one out. And, you know, eventually he did tip it. He put it in the book and stuff. But it was like it's pretty obscure and pretty well hidden for a lot of years, especially during the prime of his career. Like anyone was going to copy that act, but you couldn't because you didn't have any information in terms of how could you possibly do such a thing? Another one of a kind. Right. Really great. (laughs) So
0: I'm going to confirm the second part of what Ron just said. But he said that Bird from stage. <laughs> did, I
1: could see him do
0: it. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so anyway, we're not talking about Malika today. Although I could talk about Malika every day, but we're talking about Leonard Green. So we, so, so the man's got these giant hands, and on top of that, he's got skills no one else has. He's got technique that he's developed that no one else can do, or you know, other people maybe can do, but he developed it as his technique. And and just like any great technique, he can use it for a variety of illusions and to accomplish a variety of things. So what is what are we going to see next
1: then? Well, now we're going to sort of take a left turn and watch something that's completely different from the normal uh, Leonard Green stuff, but super clever. I think one of the great, well, I don't want to say much about it. It's just, it's just a really great card trick that looks very odd because you're using odd props and i don't want to say more i want to say more than that because he's going to tell you what these odd props are let's let's just check it out odd stuff i'm
2: very interested in i have been very interested in poker playing so i travel around and played lots of poker and of course i was honest i work with probability theory statistic and memory system right <laughs> but very often i met guys who was cheating they used marked card cards and when i saw that i stopped to play but not immediately first i stole one card and i'm proud of that yeah i stole it because first i was interested uh, to uh, examine that card more carefully later and also a little revenge because if one card is missing in a high poker game at the end lots of trouble can happen but at that time i was far away Anyway, after many years I succeed to collect 52 cards stolen from all over the world. collect 52 cards stolen from all over the world. And I always carry this with me. This is the most valuable thing I have in my collection. Uh, Here, at Jack Daniels Club, I also stole the box. (laughs) Every card here is different and marked. This is Queen of Spades. You can see. This is Japan, Four of Hearts. <laughs> Bill Malone's. He's. Uh, okay. I think this is Seven of Clubs. No, Spades. Yes, Seven of Spades. Look, so. This was a hard game with uh, Hells Angels. I know <laughs> this is from China. Vienna. Freitag, I think you're uh, yeah nice guy, <laughs> uh, and Jerry's Nugget. So all of these cards are different, it's a kind of collector's item The two last card I stole was two jacks. We don't look at the backs yet, and we will do an, a little experiment. And you can come back, Frank. Yeah. Here, deal the cards face down like so. And you see they are different. And Don't show anyone. Yeah. Show the camera. Maybe to the middle a little more. And when you feel for it, you stop. That's correct. Now put the rest on top in a block, right? And do it once again. Face down. And you can stop anytime. Here? And you can stop anytime. Here? So, and the rest. So now we will check the cards facing my two jacks. And you stopped anywhere, right? Right. I didn't influence you. Not so much, maybe a little, but. uh, So we take the cards facing your. Here is one. Yeah. Yaris Nugget. Downtown Las Vegas. And here is the other one. Ah, interesting. The same design. That's a coincidence. Wow. And now we check the backs. Ah. ah. this is great. The same. Great. And then we check the cards. Now this is strange because all of the card beds <laughs>
0: Nice Thank you. That's is that what i think it is is that is that really just is that an old idea that he really just polished up into something sweet and wonderful
1: yeah it's it's basically a self-working trick right basically self-working and Amazing. he made it into a into a showpiece right with that beautiful story and the beautiful cards and yeah he calls that one stolen cards and it's a. Uh, I i think it's one of one of his great creations i've always been a fan of this <laughs> effect because you mix this in with the kind of work that Leonard's doing, boy, it just elevates everything because nothing happens. The spectators do all the work for this one, right? And you still have world-class miracle, just like all the other stuff he's showing. It's just a, just a great piece, man. I'm, I'm, I really love it so much. I've played so, with it. And I, I bought the.
0: Just know that there's a lot of Leonard Green stuff out there. If you're interested in, uh, in, in any of the Leonard Green stuff, just go Google it. There's a Green Magic. There's Master File. There's the Stolen Cards DVD. There's lots of great material. That- Thanks for joining us on the Conjure Community Podcast. If you want to check out the world's fastest growing magic community, please visit our website at club.conjure.community. There you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms.
1: I'm Ethan Fisher, and thanks for listening.